beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome friends to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today we're going to be talking about mantras and affirmations. Yes, I beat this drum a little bit. We've talked about this before. I did a whole episode all about mantras way back in episode 15, so like a year and a half ago. You'll have to scroll to get to it. And then more recently, I talked about affirmations back on episode 66 when we talked about morning routines because writing down just a few affirmations is a key part to my own personal morning routine. We're coming back to these ideas, mantras and affirmations, as we get more comfortable with them, as we learn more about what they can bring to your life, and also because I know I can't be the only one in this moment who is experiencing maybe more than average chaos emotionally. Of course, the state of the world would make any of us feel a little extra stressed. Then there's also school starting back. If you're a parent or a teacher, 
And this year in particular, that is bringing a lot of extra stressors. Because if your kids are starting back to school in person, it probably still looks a little different than usual. And maybe you're a little worried about it. If your kids are starting remotely, as mine will be, that has its own set of stress and just trying to, you know, find our way in this very particular time that we're all in. And so for me, I have had to rely on all of the tools in my arsenal to keep myself centered, grounded, to handle my anxiety, not to keep my anxiety at bay because that is near impossible right now. And as Dr. Becky taught us in the Anxiety Always Makes Sense episode back in March, trying to keep your anxiety at bay just becomes an unhelpful cycle. And it's actually better to sort of work with it, to accept that it's there, to acknowledge it, and try to work with it instead of fighting it, which is a losing battle most of the time. So I'm pulling up all the tools that I have, you know, meditation, journaling, mantras and affirmations, prayer, self-care, mindfulness, reading, getting enough sleep, like all of the things that I know are helpful for me personally, I'm using all of those things. (laughs) I cannot remember a time when I've had to call upon all of the things all at once, inward tools, outward tools, phone a friend, all the things, we're doing them. But today, specifically, we are going to talk about mantras and affirmations, because this part, this is a tool that is only within yourself. And the reason that I harp on mantras and affirmations, you know, I have a little bit of a different take than some people. I don't really think that there is any kind of magical spiritual thing that happens around mantras and affirmations. I actually have a lot of really complicated feelings about the idea of manifesting something in your life. I think that there is something to that. I'm not poo-pooing that if you have put all your eggs in a manifestation basket. But I also think there are so many other things that make talking about manifestation exclusive Like the things are not available to everyone at all time. This is an issue of lots of layers, primarily privileged layers. And so when I talk about these things, I am not talking about some magical woo-woo of an affirmation. I am talking about setting the tone in your own spirit and attitude. What I think happens when you touch base periodically with a certain mantra or when you write daily affirmations, I think you're just changing the shape of your own self-talk. That's how I look at it. It's less sparkly woo-woo and more of a repetition that eventually wears a groove in your mind or rewrites a groove in your mind that maybe used to have a lot of negativity or you know, beats yourself up or mimics a negative voice in your life that maybe came from a parent or a teacher or a partner, those things really can get stuck within us. And we have to overwrite 
those messages. And we can do it by finding very specific mantras or being purposeful in our affirmations. So these are two different things. Mantras originally come from Hinduism and Buddhism. It's an ancient Sanskrit term, and it means a phrase that is repeated frequently in meditation. Modern Western usage has taken it now to mean almost more of like a slogan. I am using it as something sort of in between those two things. I do think that neurologically there is science that proves repeating something over and over can really have an effect on your nervous system. It can calm you down. It can reduce stress. It really can affect the chemicals in your brain and release endorphins that may end up calming yourself, calming your anxiety. That's sort of in the repetitive chanting way. But even returning to a mantra throughout the day as a touchstone, using it as a slogan, if you will, for your year, your month, your relationships, your career, kind of wherever you have assigned certain mantras. I have more than one that I live by and they sort of apply in different situations, but they do kind of help me as something to come back to, as an idea to return to when I get overwhelmed or when I'm unsure how to proceed. So as I've shared many, many times, one of my main mantras in life, I have two sort of main ones. One is start where you are, because I personally tend to get very overwhelmed and I struggle with putting one foot in front of the other. And so to me, start where you are is something that I can come back to as like an instruction that I set ahead of time. That is one of my mantras. It helps me from being overwhelmed. And then one of my other main mantras that I've also talked about is you teach people how to treat you. And this is for me all about relationships and boundaries and who I want to be in my various relationships. And when I'm unsure uh, how to have an interaction or how to show up in a certain sense, I remind myself and everyone around me (laughs) that you teach people how to treat you. Those are two of my big mantras. Another one of my mantras that has come up in the last year, I posted this one on Instagram and it's actually a catalyst for this episode talking more about mantras in general. And that is let good things happen to you. Let good things happen to you. To me, this is a phrase that opens up my chest a little bit. I tend to hunker down. I can sometimes in person or online or anything, I can make myself small. I can try and keep my head down, almost like fold my shoulders in. And that type of energy, that type of stance, when I'm trying to be a creator, it closes me off. And in real life, it closes me off from relationship. It does not say, I am open to conversation. I am approachable. I am a curious, loving person. (laughs) Sometimes the stance that I'm describing where you roll your shoulders in and keep your head down, you're sort of all tucked in, says, go away. I want to be alone. Please don't talk to me. When I say to myself, let good things happen to you, let good things happen to you, it opens me up physically and emotionally and spiritually 
for good things to happen. Also, if something good sort of starts to happen and I start to close up and clam up because I don't feel worthy of it, because I don't want the attention on me, because I somehow start to be like, oh, no, 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 this this can't be happening. Don't look at me. That's not what I really want. So I have to remind myself, let good things happen to you. All of us, we are worth it. We do want it or attract it. It's okay. Even in the crazy world we're living in right now, where a lot of hard things are happening to a lot of people, it is okay for good things to happen to people still, including me, including you. Let good things happen to you. That is one of my mantras right now. This is something that I say in my business mastermind. We say it to each other when we can see that a person is blocking or or not accepting something good that is trying to happen. Instead, we're making excuses, we're deflecting, we're crunching down and saying, don't look at me, instead of letting the good things happen. So that is a big mantra that has been pretty new in my life, but is really important for what's happening right now. Another mantra that I've sort of taken on that is new, very new, actually, it's almost too fresh to be sharing it here, but I'm going to because I, as I have been journaling it and writing it and returning to it recently, I realized this may be a mantra that some of you need as well. And that is clarity is on the way. Clarity is on the way. Obviously, this was born out of not feeling clear about things, many, many things right now. And sometimes I'm just not sure what to make of things. This is, again, in relationships, in the world, in a career, whatever, big picture or the thing that's right close in front of you. Instead of just feeling hopeless and helpless, which it's easy to get to that place, but instead of just feeling like, I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. I'm never going to know. This is scary and awful. And how am I supposed to make a decision under these circumstances? And I personally don't relate to mantras of not having to know. You know, there are some people or some sayings that might be like about letting go or not needing to know. And maybe that is an attitude that is helpful to you or to helpful for people who have mantras or words around that idea. But for me, it is more helpful to think clarity is on the way. I am going to know what to do. It is going to become clear to me what the next step is, or it's going to become clear when the next thing happens. And then we're all going to know this is going to unfold Clarity is on the way. Saying that repeatedly helps me get out of the spiral of thinking I'm never going to know that there is no end to the situation that I'm in or that the wisdom resides somewhere else with other people. I have been left out of the wisdom of this situation. No, clarity is on the way. It's going to show up as a person. It's going to show up as an idea or an article or a podcast or when I'm journaling. Clarity is on the way. That is one of my big mantras right now. I hope that it is helpful 
for you as well. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com, and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U-Y-O-U. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about affirmations. Affirmations are different. I use them very differently than mantras. Mantras just sort of pop into my head as I go throughout my day. Affirmations, for me, have a little bit more of an action element to them, meaning I actually literally write them down in the morning. It's part of my morning routine. I have a specific journal that is only affirmations. It's a small little book and each page gets a new day. I have about five affirmations that I use repeatedly, like almost every day. This is an affirmation for me. And then just depending on what else is going on, I add in one or two extras. And so I have less than 10 affirmations that I write down physically in this journal, in this book, almost every single day. They're different and they're the same as mantras. They're the same and that it is also shaping your self-talk, but on a much more personal level. So 
for me, mantras are sort of bigger, grander ideas. They're general words to live by, if you will. Affirmations are very specific. They're about me and only me. I am talking to myself. And they don't always, but most of the time, they start as an I am statement. So I am loved or something like that. And so that is even more specifically self-talk than mantras, as mantras are more of like a touchstone. The affirmations are positive statements about yourself to yourself. And the thing is, the more that you repeat something, I am loved, I am loved, I am loved, the more you start to believe it. It may take a while. I mean, it really might. It isn't, again, it's, I don't find it to be magical. It's a repetitive motion, just like any other discipline, any other type of exercise where, yes, you will see results with it if you stick to it. This has been true for me with affirmations, which I only started at the beginning of 2019. So I am only a year and a half-ish into the daily affirmation thing. And I can tell you now that I notice it when I skip. So sometimes if I'm traveling, I don't take that journal with me for like just packing sake. Or if I am being kind of lazy about my morning routine for whatever reason, if I go several days and don't do any affirmations, I notice it like you notice when you have been taking vitamins and then you stop. Like you notice it. You don't think you will because you know, what do some of these vitamins do really? (laughs) But then when you stop, you notice that you feel a little more sluggish or something feels off about your stomach or whatever. You do notice that something that you, when you do it every day, when you take it away, you notice that it has affected you. This is exactly where I am with affirmations. The I am statements have absolutely made a difference in how I think about myself and how I talk to myself and you know how I present myself in the world because of how I'm talking to myself. Now, I don't consider myself, I didn't consider myself a insecure person or a non-confident person when I started doing affirmations. I've had some degree of self-confidence and solid self-esteem for most of my life. But you know, as we age and life happens and we get knocked down a few times, and sure, there's resilience in there, there's lessons in there, but we sometimes don't even realize that our self-talk has turned so negative. I think these things sort of happen in degrees. And so I didn't even realize that some of my self-talk had turned negative because I tried not to give a lot of attention to it, but it was still there. And so when I started doing affirmations and realized that some of my affirmations were in like direct contrast to what my actual self-talk was, the very deep self-talk that doesn't even come to the surface, your deepest messages to yourself are not usually presented on a platter like, I am unloved. I am unlovable. Now, maybe if someone cruel in your life said that to you, then it is in the more forefront of your mind. But some of the messages that we receive and really take in and become part of our psyche were a lot more subtle than that. They came from the outside, sure, media, 
a relationship, you know, a mistake that then we internalized, but we don't necessarily think to ourselves in the like shallow, most conscious part of our brain, man, I sure am unlovable. We don't necessarily think about it like that until we start journaling through or daily writing, I am loved and it feels different. And then we know, oh, I think maybe some part of me wasn't feeling loved for a while. And like, I didn't even know how thirsty I was till I had that drink of water. Now, if you have taken that up as an affirmation, again, this is an example. This is not one of my main affirmations, but if you take up the affirmation, I am loved, if you're choosing it as one of your sort of main affirmations, then maybe some part of you did realize that you were feeling unloved and that that is sort of the positive wording that you needed for yourself. But maybe you just didn't realize the difference it would make to speak to yourself like a person who is loved. I am loved. And I'm going to write it down every day. And you see these subtle shifts. Now, I have a few themes in my affirmations. Only one of my affirmations is aspirational. So people take the I am statements in all kinds of different directions. You can say something that you want to be true, but it might not be factually true in the moment. But by saying I am this thing, you will move towards that, not as a goal, but as more just like forward momentum. So let's say that your affirmation was around something financial, was around money. Then your affirmation might be, I am financially secure. Well, when you start writing that affirmation, that might not be factually true that moment, but you're writing it and believing it for your future self. And you will start to move towards being a financially secure person if that is your affirmation to yourself. And you're writing it as if it's already true. You're repeating it to yourself as if it's already true, but it might not be factually true in the moment. It is aspirational. I only have one of those. All of the rest of my affirmations are things that I need to believe about myself. I need them to be true, but they're sort of less factual. So I'm going to share one with you right now that is a little bit vulnerable, but I think you might relate to it. One of my daily affirmations that I've been writing down for a year and a half now is, I am a joyful wife and mom. Now, I think I started writing this one because... At the time, I felt like I was in a bad cycle with my family. Like I was sort of being snappy. I was kind of being the no parent instead of the yes parent. I was being naggy. I just didn't feel like I was a ray of sunshine in my family. Now listen, moms can't always be a ray of sunshine. It's true. But I... Remember, I started this sort of after a holiday season when I felt like I maybe just hadn't really brought world's best attitude towards holiday festivities. And I, you know, it had been a while, like it had been months maybe where I was like, God, I'm sort of being like, not so fun to be around, not the woman that I want to be in my family. And so, and it wasn't like amazingly deep or anything, by the way, holidays are stressful. We all snap at our kids. Like it's not, this is not crazy deep, like therapy worthy, 
But I did start that to be like, I am a joyful wife and mom. That's one of my affirmations. That is what I want to be. That is who I am, I think, deeply. I just need to sort of, I need the nudge of the affirmation to remind myself of that every morning. And writing that down in that journal as one of my sentences every single morning, it does make a difference to my attitude and how I interact with my kids and husband. Because I am a joyful wife and mom. What would a joyful wife and mom say in this moment? Doesn't mean I don't have bad moods. Doesn't mean I don't still get snippy. I do. Everybody does. We're human. But reminding myself of who I am, or side note, who I want to be every morning, that is an affirmation. That is an I am statement that has been very effective, actually. I am a joyful wife and mom. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind, and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots, and I want to tell you about it. Two Dots is a free-to-download puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over five thousand distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. Another one that I saw recently someone else use. This isn't something that I um, affirm for myself in my affirmation, but I saw it and it resonated with me and I wanted to share it here with you. And that one is, I am ready to heal. Now, a lot of times people will tell you that affirmations should be something said as if it's already happened, as if it's already true. So I am healed, maybe might work for some people. What I liked about the phrase, I am ready to heal is there is more possibility in it. So when you just say, I am healed, maybe that's what you really, really want. And maybe you have been ready to be healed. And so the next step is, I am healed. I am to that particular finish line and I am a healed person. But for a lot of us, there is a step before that. And it is, I am ready to be healed. Again, this is about openness, which we talked about earlier. To me, the idea of ready, it just opens you up to the healing that is then going to come your way. If I were to affirm I am healed, which does have its own power to it, by the way, but to me, a subtext of that is like, well, how did that happen? (laughs) You know, in the process of healing, and I'm talking emotionally or physically, wherever you are, sometimes we are blocking the healing that can happen because we're really not ready for it. I don't want to take too much of a tangent on on healing and things, but sometimes we get comfortable in our pain. Sometimes we think that healing something will take us out of relationship with the person that has caused the pain. And for some reason, we want to stay in that relationship. But by saying, I am ready to heal, 
that is opening us up to the next step. And you might say, I am ready to heal. Subtext of that is, I am open to receiving the healing that is now going to come. Probably not magical healing here. Maybe you need to be open to the right doctor to come, the right therapist to be recommended. Maybe you need to be open to reading the right book that's going to come along your way or practitioner or whatever. I talk about Pilates as being a huge healer for me and I wasn't doing affirmations back then, but I would have never gone to Pilates ever if a friend hadn't mentioned at a backyard kid birthday party that she had started going to Pilates for a shoulder injury that she had and that it was very low impact and she really liked this studio and she was just chatting away. If I had not been open and ready to receive that information, I would have just dismissed it. I mean, I live in Los Angeles. How many people are like blah, blahing about their Pilates studio? A lot. It's like a normal thing to chat about your exercise regimen. 99.9% of the time, That goes in one ear and out the other with me. On that particular day, my body, my spirit perked up at this friend's telling of her shoulder injury, which is was different from what I was dealing with, but something about it made me ready to hear that information and made me call that studio and make that very first Pilates appointment. I think when you have affirmations like that, I am ready to heal, then the information will come your way, the people will come into your path, and then eventually you might change that affirmation to, I am healed, or I am healing. But I really got stuck on that word ready in a good way. Like I I saw that affirmation in a list of some others that somebody was writing about, and I just thought, oh, yes. That's right. I am ready for this thing. And this might be a theme in my own life because the mantra that we already talked about, let good things happen to you, is also about openness and is about receiving. So clearly I'm in that kind of mode of what I need, what I am trying to move forward in is being better at receiving, being better at spotting the thing that needs to be received. So that might just be my story there, but I'm sharing it with you as an affirmation. It's an I am statement. I am ready to heal, but also it's not a proclamation of total healing or whatever your total big thing is. If you want to go back to the financial example, instead of your affirmation being, I am a millionaire, which that might work for some people. Everyone is different. But that feels to me like that would be very overwhelming. How do we get there? Sure, trust the process, but also like, how is that going to (laughs) happen without a middle area? And so for me, the more comfortable affirmation would be, I am financially stable. I am in control of my finances or something like that. And then when you get steady there, when you have affirmed it so much so that then it is absolutely true and it feels so true as to like, why are we still writing this down? Then you move to whatever the next phase is for affirmation. And then that might be, I am a millionaire because you work so hard to lay that groundwork of I am in charge of my finances. Okay, I hope all this makes sense. I hope it is helpful to you. 
to hear me talk through mantras and affirmations. I really think that as we go into the fall, the world isn't going to get any less crazy. America is in an election year. The world is in a global pandemic. School is starting. For some people, it's starting and then stopping. For some people, you know, I mean, we're all across the board. We are sort of sitting in the crazy for a while. And I just need those tools. And so the tools I wanted to share with you were mantras and affirmations. I did ask on social media and in the 10 Things to Tell You connection group on Facebook for people to send me their mantras. I love hearing what other people are using, the words that they're speaking over themselves, to themselves, their touchstones. And I always love having you guys on the show. So I'm going to pass it over now to your fellow 10 Things to Tell You listeners, and just a few of their amazing mantras. Hello, my name is Karen Riando from Titusville, Florida, and my mantra is, you belong on the road. And for me, it means whatever thing I'm aiming at at that time, whether it be weight loss or reading a certain number of books or organizing something, I tend to think when I fail, this doesn't apply to me. I'm never going to get it. But I remind myself the road I want to be on, I belong on that road. So that's my mantra. You belong on the road, Karen. Hi, my name's Amanda from Baltimore, Maryland. My mantra is no one's going to hand it to you. I use this when I need to remind myself that things that are important to me are worth working for. My name is Krista from Buda, Texas, and my mantra is my life doesn't need defending. My friend Katie said this to me one time. She said, your life doesn't need defending. And it just really struck me that as I have changed and gone through two really intensive years of therapy for a lot of trauma, people in my life haven't respected my boundaries and have asked me to be the person I used to be instead of respecting the person that I am now. And so I often think my life doesn't need defending. I don't need to defend my choices that have let me be a healthy adult. I don't need to defend changing and growing and not being stagnant. And that has been really powerful for me. Hi, I'm Anna from Dallas. And my personal mantra is, it's not hard because you're doing it wrong. It's hard because it's hard. I started saying that to myself when I had three young kids and life was hard. And I used it to encourage my friends and it has carried through life well for many different situations, especially this year with the pandemic. This is not hard because we're doing it wrong. It's hard because it's hard. My name is Aaliyah Buck. I'm from Southwestern Virginia. And my mantra is, I am safe. I am well, I can get the help I need. This one's pretty basic, but I use it when the panic starts to rise up inside me as a way to remind myself that I have what I need already in body and in spirit and around me, and it creates a foundation for me to stand on. Hi, I'm Melissa, and I live in Memphis, and one of my personal mantras is you can't edit air which I got from a mentor in grad school to help me through staring at the blank page of a research paper. And now I use it for pretty much everything because the idea is that you just need to start. And even if what you start isn't quite what you were going for, at least then you've got something to fix. So you can't edit air. Hi, Laura. This is Rachel from Houston, Texas. And my mantra is, in this moment, I am okay. 
And it helps me stay grounded in the present moment. If I start to think about the unknown or the future and begin worrying, it's a a good thing to say. Or if I start to ruminate or obsess about the past or think what if questions that are not helpful, I just say, in this moment, I am okay and try to remind myself that I live in the present moment, not in the future or the past. And it really helps. Hi, my name is Erin and I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And my personal mantra is present, honest, and open. It's something I use every day to remind myself of what I want to be when I go about every interaction throughout my day. Hi, Laura. My name is Stephanie, and I'm from Oklahoma City. And my personal mantra is, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I originally started saying this at a very stressed out point when I moved across the country. But now I say it for everything, from being stuck in traffic to being happy, sad, lonely, frustrated. It brings me instant peace. Hi, Laura. My name is Ainsley, and I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. My mantra is good for her, not for me. I originally heard this on Joanna Goddard's blog, Cup of Joe, and it's been such a great reminder for me when I find myself comparing my parenting journey with others. Recently, I've also started applying it to other areas of my life. What a gift it's provided for me over the last couple years. My name is Lisa, and I'm from Weatherford, Oklahoma. My personal mantra is a quote from Maya Angelou. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. I discovered this quote about six years ago when I was living through some very challenging circumstances, often just surviving one day to the next. The very concept of thriving felt so very far away. And even now, this helps give me a goal with specific areas to prioritize to make thriving more of a reality. Hi, Lara. My name is Louise, and I'm from England, but I live in Washington, D.C. My mantra during this season has been, you can do one more day. I'm an essential worker at a community centre and even on the most stressful and overwhelming day, I can do just one more. Also, I haven't seen my family since July 2019 and I don't know when I will next, but I can always manage one more day until I see them. This little mantra encourages me and keeps me going. just listen to the 10 things to tell you podcast you can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10 things to tell slash podcast and you can follow us on facebook and instagram at 10 things to tell you remember this is an interactive podcast i have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell so take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.